Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Many Christians don't believe that studying Bible prophecy is important. Today, Dr. Kenneth Hill visits with Susan Butler to introduce a brand new ongoing teaching series entitled, Why Explore Bible Prophecy? I truly believe that you're going to be blessed by this brand new teaching series, which will have its first lesson tomorrow. Now, let's learn about the teacher for this series and what you and I will be learning as we together explore Bible prophecy. It's a great pleasure for me to be with Susan Butler. Susan Butler is the widow of Steve Butler. Steve was a Bible teacher, has his Bible teaching corded, and is going to be used here on the Watchman on the Wall broadcast. He was interested in making Christ known to anybody who would listen. And he did a great job at that. Susan, welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you. Well, we're glad that you are with us. And we are saddened at the fact that Steve is gone, but we're glad we know where he is. He's in glory, having a good time. Yes, sir. We're glad that he left some recordings here to help teach folks, and we're excited that we can share those with people around the country and around the world. How about giving us a little understanding of yourself and Steve and your testimony of coming to the Lord and that sort of thing? I would love to. I'll first talk about Steve. Steve was a teenager, around 17 years old when he came to know the Lord, and he made a profession of faith, went down front. I wasn't there. I didn't even know him then, but he definitely had a heart for God's Word and for the gospel. He also was friends with a pastor who was Reverend Nee Smith. He was much, much older at the time, probably in his 70s at that time. He loved prophecy, and he would talk to Steve about the book of Revelation and prophecy. And and so Steve really got a heart for the prophetic word as a teenager. And I can remember when I met him, and I met him at West Point. He was at West Point military academy grad, and he would talk to me about the rapture, and he would talk to me about revelation. And I, on the other hand, came to know the Lord when I was around 12 years old. And I remember being down front in church, giving my life to the Lord. At that time, when I met Steve, I was 20, I knew a lot of the hymns. That was where I loved the hymns, and it was the old, old hymns where it had all the doctrine of the Word of God. Blessed Assurance is my favorite. But Steve, on the other hand, knew a lot of the Word of God more than I did. Now, I knew the Word of God, but not like him. And he knew the prophetic Word, too. And it was just such a blessing that God brought us together that young and to be able to go into a ministry of 45 years together. Throughout those years, we have had the ups and downs that people do have, but I will say this, our marriage has been the Ephesians marriage. He was absolutely the the Ephesians man that loved me like Christ loved the church. I can truly say that. And he was the head. He was the spiritual head of the family. And we both together grew in the Word and grew together in our walk 
I respected him. We had one of those marriages, and it was by God's grace. It was because Jesus Christ was the center of our marriage. So God, for me, took me through many Bible studies, and through the years I was involved. We both were involved in church. We both held different offices and all that sort of things. But in Bible study, I had gone through Oh, all kinds of different ones, and they were good. Anytime you're in God's Word, that is good. And so they were good Bible studies. However, in 1994, I started taking a precept inductive Bible study, and I learned how to study the Word of God inductively, the who, what, when, where, why, and how of the Word of God, and put it in the context And when I started that first study, it was the year my dad died. It was about two weeks later. I was 40 years old. And I walked in there, and I tell you, it was on covenant. And it took us through the covenants of the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And it was in an inductive study way. And I knew in my heart, God said, you, Susan, are home to Bible study. This is your Bible study. This is where you're home. And now that may not be the case with everyone, but for me it was. And since 1994, God has immersed me in his word of God through the inductive study. I can't say enough about it. I've retained scripture like I never could before. My eyes were opened up to the continuity of the word, how it all fits together. I'm still learning. In 2002, the Lord opened the door that I was trained and started leading Bible studies, and I have been doing that since 2002. Steve was very good at understanding God's Word. I believe he has the gift of prophecy and the gift of teaching. The gift of prophecy in that he can explain very clearly, that he can explain the Word of God in a way that you can understand it. There's no new prophecy. It's all complete. But Steve, can, with the gift of prophecy, is able to make it clear for us to understand. One of the things that Steve would say that I love, he would have you hold your Bible. And he would say, you have in your hand everything the greatest theologian ever had. Everything. You have the Holy Spirit of God if you're born again. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, if you've repented of your sin, sin is going against God and against God's commands and God's words. is falling short. And if you've recognized that and repented and you're living your life for Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit within you, a guarantee. And the Holy Spirit leads you into understanding. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would lead you into all that I've spoken. And so you have in your hand the greatest thing, the greatest theologian ever had. And you can know it. It is not hard. It is not hard. The Holy Spirit leads you into understanding. I believe that's one of the hardest things today in our world is we tend to think that it's too hard for us common folk, we say. Oh, we're not common. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And we can know God's Word. And I tell you what, prophecy... That's one of the things with Steve. The other thing he would say is the whole Bible, 66 books, are for us, but they're not all about us. 
a fifth of the word of God is about the church. The rest is about Israel and, and also unbelievers. You can learn about unbelievers in the word of God. So his passion came through his gifting from the spirit, which was the gift of teaching and the gift of prophecy. And I knew that prophetic passion from the day I met him for our whole life. What do you think caused him to have such a passion about prophecy? For one thing, his influence by this pastor, Ellie Neesmith was his name, had a lot to do with that initial when he came to know the Lord to spur him to be interested and, and have a hunger for it. But honestly, the Holy Spirit and the gift of prophecy, the gift of teaching. I think those things spurred his heart also. Plus, he knows and was interested in having a military background, the world, the worldview, all the nations, what's going on in the nations, and to know that there is a biblical perspective of view in the world is very important. And you can't know the biblical perspective of knowing the world without knowing prophecy, without studying a third of the Bible. A third of the Bible is prophecy. If you neglect that, then you're really missing out. What kind of things do you think we're going to learn as we go through this new series? Why explore Bible prophecy is the the thing we're getting started with. And what are we going to learn from that? What kind of things, what new things are going to just grab us? Well, I tell you what, prophecy will grab your heart. For one thing, prophecy also includes that prophecy that has been fulfilled. And in God's Word, we have many, many, I think it's over 300 in the Old Testament of Jesus' first coming that has been fulfilled just as God said it, just on the day, timing everything. He has given it all out, and it happened, it was fulfilled. God's faithful to his word. And so all these prophecies, there are more prophecies about the second coming than there are about the first coming. And if God fulfilled all the first coming prophecies to the letter, he is faithful to fulfill all the second coming, all that's ahead of you and me, even today. And yes, you can know. And so why study? Well, I already said one third of the Bible's prophecy. The other thing is you can't correctly understand or divide the scripture without knowing the complete word and the prophecy is a third of it. You can't know Jesus Christ without studying the prophetic scriptures. Now, what I mean is you can't know the fullness of who Jesus is because, yes, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God on the throne of grace. He is there to intercede for us. But as believers in Jesus Christ, we have a sure, blessed hope that Jesus is coming for us in that rapture. Well, if you don't study prophecy, you wouldn't even know anything about rapture. You wouldn't have that blessed hope you're looking forward to. I mean, sure, we hope in heaven, but do you know there's so much more? And what is there more? I mean, what can be more than heaven? Well, it is heaven. But there's so much ahead for us as believers in Christ, as the bride of Christ. And I think through this first series of Why Explore Bible Prophecy, we'll come to understand 
through the scripture. Steve uses a lot of scripture. We'll come to understand more about that. You can't properly understand the New Testament without understanding the Old Testament. Did you know that Jesus, when he walked the earth, he talked about the scriptures? Well, what scriptures? The Old Testament. The New Testament hadn't even been written. And so if you want to fully understand New Testament, we need to know the Old Testament. The fulfilled prophecy I already talked about confirms the accuracy and the authority of God's word. We know what's ahead. I will say this. When you start studying the prophetic scriptures and you start studying about all God has promised ahead for those who are his, who have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be so encouraged. It will help you build that foundation that's sure. The foundation is Jesus Christ, but build upon it. Build it upon it. Be firmly rooted so you're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. There's a lot out here today that's deceptive and a lot of delusion. As you study Bible prophecy, you'll have a better worldview. You'll say, hey, wait a minute. Israel, that is important. What? What's going on with Russia? What's going on with the Ukraine? What's going on with Iran and Iraq? Oh, is, are they in the Bible? And so as you go through Bible prophecy, you will have answers to those questions. And you will be able to view with confidence and no fear what is going on in the world today. And so God tells us. He wants us to know. And also, it gives you that confidence of sharing the gospel with other people. Well, it's exciting to think of what good can come of study of Bible prophecy. Now, I've noticed that Steve uses a large amount of Scripture, a large number of Scriptures, in his lessons. That's not by accident. Is that how he learned to teach was to learn the Scripture? Absolutely, 100%. And I will say this, if you can't back up what you're teaching by the Word of God clearly, then maybe it should be taught. And so Steve's heart and my heart is knit with his heart and always has been. God's blessed us with the wonderful ministry together as a husband and a wife and loving the Word of God. But our heart is that people know God's Word. doesn't matter what my opinion is. really doesn't. And Steve was the same way. He wants to back everything he taught with the Word of God so we can clearly understand because it's what God says that's important. And he's blessed us with it. My goodness, if you can get up in the morning, you can open your eyes and see, and you can read, and you have a mind that can understand. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a heart to receive his word. There is nothing like it. You hunger and thirst more and more. It is the living word. When he goes through anything he teaches, this first series on why explore Bible prophecy is full of scriptures to back the one statement. For instance, the very first one is about one-third of the Bible's prophecy. Neglect prophecy and you neglect a major portion of God's word, God's truth to mankind. And he backs that with scripture. Well, wait a minute. Is that really true? I mean, do I really need to know that? That's one of the exceptions today. I don't need to know that. Well, 
if God put it in 66 books, I think we do. And about correctly dividing the word in the prophetic, he'll show you the scriptural, biblical verses to back those statements. And it's what God says. And yes, we love God's word, and he uses a lot of scripture, and he takes his time with the scripture. Wow. I mean, we have a love letter from the Lord. How can we neglect 66 books? Why do we read everything else and neglect the very one that's living? Did you know, and Steve would tell you this, that the Word of God was written over 1,500 years by 40-plus inspired men by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God is the author, but they are the writers. Over three continents, over three languages, and they all say the same thing. We can't have that in raising children from one generation to the next. We change that. Yet the Word of God over 1,500 years, it all fits together and says the same thing. It's amazing. It is indeed. Well, there's a lot to be taught, a lot to be learned, and a lot that we're going to go over in this series that Steve Butler has recorded for us to use, and we are thankful that he has. Susan Butler, thank you for coming and sharing some time with us, realizing there's much more that we could talk about, but we've given an introduction (laughs) to this series that is called Why Explore Bible Prophecy. Susan, we'll invite you back later on, so maybe you can share some of the response that we're going to be getting on this series. Thank you for being with us today, and we trust that the Lord's blessing is going to be major with you. Oh, thank you so much. It was a blessing to be here. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for the very first installment of our brand new teaching series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy with Steve Butler. To be fully prepared, let me recommend three excellent resources that will have you ready for this new series. The books, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation?, which includes chapters by Noah Hutchings, Larry Spargimino, Kenneth Hill, Doug Stoffer, and the teacher of our new series, Steve Butler. The book, What's Next?, by Dr. Kenneth Hill, and Prayers of the Ancients, also by Dr. Hill. All three of these excellent books are available when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this collection online, swrc.com. Now it's time for another installment of Ask Pastor Larry. Today's question and its answer has become very controversial in recent years. Pastor Larry, is involvement in politics a legitimate endeavor for Christians? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16, we read this, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Ye are the light of the world. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, friends, salt is a preservative and is used on meat and fish, especially in areas where refrigeration is absent or very limited. Salt must be applied to what it is supposed to preserve. Just as salt is not to be retained in the salt shaker, but applied to meat or fish, we too have to get out of our holy huddle. 
Salt is a preservative, but it also enhances the flavor of food. The presence of Christians in a neighborhood enhances the quality of life. It is wonderful and very comforting to know that you have neighbors who respect private property, neighbors who believe in the value of human life and have respect for common decency. It is wonderful to leave your bicycle on the front porch and find that it is still there when you want to go for a ride. We are to be an influence for good. And what better and more effective way to be an influence for good than to be in politics? In our last major election, radicals, and I mean radicals, won out. Now we must vote them out before our nation is turned into a wasteland. Never forget the words of Thomas Jefferson, all tyranny needs to gain a foothold is for people of good conscience to do nothing. So friends, you need to vote. You need to be politically involved. You need to pray for the political situation in our country. People often claim that politics is dirty. That may be. But what do you expect if Christians abandon politics? The devil and his crowd are certainly involved in politics. Why should God's children stay out of politics? Just think how far we've come in the last two years. Two years ago, we had a strong economy and inflation was non-existent. We had low unemployment, acceptable gas prices, our border was basically secure, wages were rising especially for minorities, mortgage rates were low, global leaders and potential adversaries respected us, we enjoyed energy independence for the first time in 70 years, our military was respected, schools were not propagating socialist propaganda, protections for the unborn were being developed, there was no recession or supply shortages, The Taliban and ISIS were defeated. The scourge of COVID was coming under control and so forth. That was two years ago. Now, some 40 years ago, a disastrous presidency under Jimmy Carter brought us runaway inflation and sky-high mortgage rates before Americans smelled the burnt toast and escorted him out of office with a decisive response that brought in the Reagan Revolution. When good people get involved in political issues, good things begin to happen. Now, I've heard Christians say, well, I stay out of politics and don't even read the newspapers. I've heard others say, oh, that's not a gospel-related issue. I don't want to be divisive. I don't want to be political. Well, what do we have under this present very radical left-wing administration? A total rejection of your religious liberty. Isn't that a gospel-related issue? This present administration has rejected religious exemptions and calls them discriminatory against their radical LGBTQ, BLM, and Green New Deal agendas. Democrat House members introduced the Transgender Bill of Rights, which would amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to include gender identity issues and mandate that all churches, schools, and child care facilities hire LGBTQ staff or be fined and lose tax exemption. So let's just compare the Republican platform with the Democrat platform. The Republican platform affirms that, quote, Parents are a child's first and foremost educators and have primary responsibility for the education of their children. Parents have a right to direct their children's education, care, and upbringing, close quotes. Now, the Democrats, on the other hand, regard parents who take the biblical admonition to raise their children and the nurture and admonition of the Lord as, quote, domestic terrorists. Can you imagine that? If you believe the Bible and raise your kids the way God says, you're a domestic terrorist. 
Proverbs 29, verse 2 sums it up. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. That verse is reminding us that America could quickly become a police state. Our guilty silence directly parallels the silence of German Christians in the early 1930s and led to the demonic evil of the Nazi takeover of a once great nation. Friends, you can no more ignore political issues than you can ignore a fast-growing tumor in your brain. Christian author and radio talk show host Eric Metaxas warns that America is fast approaching a dangerous cultural tipping point. In his letter to the American church, Metaxas referred to Christian abolitionist William Wilberforce, who some 200 years ago fought to end slavery throughout the British Empire. He knew it was satanic. Metaxas wrote, but Wilberforce said, quote, we've got to do what we can because we are Christians. Notice that. He understood that Christians are to be salt and light, and we are to work against evil and putrefaction in our culture and in our society. And that's what we have at the present time, a lot of rot in our society. We need to be involved in the political process. Now, I want to make myself very clear. I'm not saying we should abandon prayer, personal Bible study, evangelism, and worship, and use politics as a substitute. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that both go together. For too long, Christians have made it seem that it is an either-or matter, either prayer or political involvement. No, it is a both-and matter. These are days of great peril and danger for the free world. It really is. If America becomes a police state, there goes the whole world. And friends, we are fast becoming a police state. Mark my words. Be careful. Be careful. Don't be fooled. You could lose all your liberties very, very quickly. At the present time, we see police states like China and Russia growing and imprisoning more and more people. We see the same thing happening right here in America. The Department of Justice is weaponizing the FBI and other agencies. Have we taken too much for granted? Are we ungrateful? The next few years could be very devastating for the American Republic. So, is involvement in politics a legitimate endeavor for Christians? That's our Ask Pastor Larry question. My answer is absolutely yes. Don't hide. Don't be the ostrich with its head in the ground. Email your question to askpastorlarry at swrc.com. That's askpastorlarry at swrc.com. And don't forget to order today's featured resource, the collection of three books on prayer and prophecy. The books, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation, What's Next, and Prayers of the Ancients. All three of these excellent books are available when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order this collection online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, we begin our brand new teaching series, Why Explore Bible Prophecy with Steve Butler. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. 
Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.